0: This is a Soulfire production. What is up, everybody? I want to drop in here and just give you a little taste. A little taste of what it's like to be in the Being the Politically Homeless, just thinking about giving you guys a taste, maybe giggle. The Politically Homeless Patreon community is the premium community for this podcast and all of the content that I do and part of being in that community is getting to ask questions and have them answered live on air for a crowdsourced episode that is done weekly by the Politically Homeless community for the Politically Homeless community and I love it, I love it so much. I love it so much that I'm going to share it with you today, right now. You're going to get uh, just uh, something I thought was fun. We get to go down rabbit holes. It's a little bit less, uh, I mean, I'm always a little ranty, but a little bit less dialed in, a little bit more just like philosophical in the way that we approach things. It's super fun. The, The community's great. Okay, at the end of the day, it's just really, really good. And I'd love to have you in there. You know, I'm asking for you to be in there to support this show. It would mean a lot to me. You don't have to do anything. You could just be a socialist and take all this for free, you know, but you could also not, you can contribute and drive market forces by jumping in to the politically homeless Patreon community. I would love it, but you know, like I said, no pressure, just enjoy this. Just take your time. And maybe if maybe a third of the way through, you're like, damn, I'd like to be a part of this. I'd like to ask some questions. I would like to go down the rabbit hole with Connor. It sounds good. sounds like a good time. Sounds like it's worth $6 a month. Then... Just jump on over. The link is in the show notes of this show. It's pretty much the only thing that's in the show notes of this show. So just click it. Do it. You can do it on your phone. You can even do it while you're driving. I don't care. Risk your life to do it. It's worth it. And you're doing a good thing for for the world at the end of the day. For independent opinion speakers. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's all I got you got for me. Enjoy it. Think about it. Consider it. You know, I'm here for you if you need me as always I don't want to guilt trip you or anything but like i really i spend a lot of time doing what i do because i care about you personally yes you anyways here's your clip enjoy yourself all right In full transparency, here, Anna tried to talk to me about this question via the DMs on Instagram. And I told her to take it to the Patreon because I couldn't, I didn't have the bandwidth. And maybe I don't even now. (laughs) This is a really uh, interesting question. And I can tell that Anna is just bouncing around um, the rabbit hole trying to figure out the best way to articulate this. And that's one thing that's challenging when you when you try and do work like this. It's how do I articulate my ideas in this kind of climate without, uh, you know, you're going to piss some people off, of course. That's just par for the course. But without causing undue damage to myself. You know, I mean, I, and there's things. You're doing something like I do and, and with this show and putting myself out there, it's like I've kind of accepted a certain amount of backlash. And I'm fine with it. It's cool. But there's, I, I would like to minimize that Um, Unless it has a purpose, that's why I've kind of backed off a lot of the vaccine talk publicly. I'm just like, all right, I've said my piece. I've said my piece. It's out there. My, you know, there's new information that comes along that I want to share. Great, you know, but it's hard to come out and say something like this, and especially if you feel passionate about it, it can be really challenging. But Anna's got a really cool, cool perspective. So let's go ahead and jump into her, into her question here. She says, okay. I'm going to try to articulate this as well as I can. I'm thinking about the hot topic of inclusion. Inclusion is defined as the practice or policy providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those who have a physical or mental disability and members of other minority groups. The definition, I think, is very clear about the focus on access and opportunities but I think in practice it overlaps with the issue of acceptance. So we're looking at then the battle between inclusion and acceptance here. I'm using the word acceptance to mean going beyond tolerance to full-blown embracing and celebrating of something. I think that the left is really pushing for acceptance more than inclusion. I think that that i think it's a great goal but i also think it's very idealistic and i wonder if it's actually possible given the very different underlying value systems that people hold is a conservative christian couple who for example tolerates gay marriage considered inclusive or do they have to actually go to pride and start celebrating it is it enough to for people to of different cultures and ethnicities to live alongside each other peacefully and civilly or does everyone have to embrace and celebrate each other's heritage in order to be Um, considered inclusive. Growing up overseas, I felt like we had a good balance because you were always so immersed in differences that you could maintain uniqueness and coexist fairly and happily. But I feel like in America, sometimes we push so hard to get everyone to feel accepted and celebrated by everyone else. And while it comes comes with very good intentions, very often we get unintended bad results and more resistance. That's a great topic, and actually, as I was reading this, I've read through this a couple of times, trying to flush out some thoughts. And something I've been wanting to do for a while on on the public show, on the on the primary show of politically homeless, is break down the symptoms of a toxic relationship, uh, specifically a codependent and narcissistic relationship. And this is really interesting because I I think that we have the same traits of a codependent narcissistic uh, relationship dynamic in our uh, relationship with politicians, politics, social issues, um, and with each other in a lot of ways, right? We have this I-must-be-accepted-for-who-I-am culture, and it's become very pervasive and very annoying on top of that, right? And, And I think there's a balance here. And I was just reading an article from The Guardian about uh, this guy who was punching um, a- people of Asian descent in the face in San Francisco. And there was a Vietnamese name in there. And I read it in what I would consider, like, in my head as I was, like, listening to my internal dialogue reading this. I read that name as, in a Vietnamese way, not an American way of saying a Vietnamese name. And I think there's things like that. Like, if you have a Vietnamese coworker who has a name that may be challenging for you, like, take some time um, and understand how to say their name right? Understand a little bit about people's culture and where they're from and, and understand it and, and f- be curious about it. I think that's the thing too, is like curiosity seems like a solution to this problem. But what we instead have is a bunch of people who are, who are ideologues that are projecting their uh, righteousness onto everyone else. Right. And we can't take any, you can say the left is doing it, but I think Christians are as egregious with this as anybody else. I mean, they want their belief system enmeshed into our school system, into businesses, into whatever else, and that has gone um, downhill quickly. But that's now because the only reason that's become less in favor is because now that's the villainary, right? So that has been replaced with woke religion and woke ideology, and now that has to be forced on you and accepted by everybody and celebrated by everybody. And I think for someone like a conservative Christian couple like your example, just being uh, okay with gay marriage is a big step for them, right? You have to start think think about where people start from. You know, like you got to see okay, how much have they changed? Because somebody who has always been pro gay marriage that then takes the extra step of going to pride, like that's a marginal increase in support, but somebody who was like their belief system or what they believe about their belief system is that it is it is opposed to gay marriage and them wrapping their minds around being okay with it and accepting it. To me, that's a bigger change. That's a much bigger change than somebody who, who grew up um, with a perspective of acceptance when it comes to things like gay marriage. And that's a good example. But we do have this, I think it's a problem of projection, I think it's a problem of projection that we see all over our culture in this country, and that's that to me is really sad and frustrating to watch. It. It's like my ideas are the most, most virtuous, and so if you don't accept them, you are a villain. And so that that's how and there was that's what Gina Carano got canceled for, kind of, is saying that's exactly how uh, the Nazis approached uh, the Jews, right, or anybody they wanted to get rid of, was cr- dehumanizing them and villainizing them, right? You see that a lot with Trump supporters. And now a lot of Trump supporters are dickheads, let's be real, but so are a lot of so are a lot of Democrats and liberals, right? Like there's just a lot of dickheads in the world that think that they're right. And this idea this this is a deep and, and really nuanced issue because we also have, you know, kids being raised told that they can do whatever they want and be whoever they want to be. And yeah, you can be whoever you want to be personally if you feel drawn to being gay or trans or whatever it is that you that's your thing is, right? Or if you want to be uh, if you want to be very uh, well-read, if you want to be very eccentric, if you feel very drawn to being very extroverted or very introverted, you can find a life where that is good, That that is a strength, right? But that takes work, and that takes uh, context, and that takes understanding. And you also have to understand, like, we have, we have delusions about how flexible personality is. And I think that that's something that we don't acknowledge enough. And that's why I respect and appreciate Sam Harris so much. And as weird as this may seem, I think going, he has a recent podcast out uh, about free will, kind of his final thoughts on free will, but he also wrote a book called Free Will. And I think reading that and understanding the developmental kind of limitations that we have when it comes to change and, and, and free will are very important when we think about um, behavioral shifts and ideological shifts, we we don't choose as much as we think we choose, and very much of the time we are acting in our own self interest. And and to be in denial of that is to live in delusion. And if you live in delusion, then 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 it only makes sense for you to project your delusion on other people, right? It's like, it, it's it's actually very logical if you get down to it. So a lot of this, to me, and coming from somebody who is, my goal with this is to try and project. Uh, do my own level of projection, projection, but project um, human behavior science onto, onto politics. And it may not seem like that's what I'm doing, but that's what fascinates me because I think that politics and social issues are just a giant experiment. And there's a lot of learning to be done in that. But if you can look at um, human behavior and human behavior science and lay that over our political spectrum, things start to make a lot more sense to me. And maybe that's because I have like a psychological bias and that's where I want, that's what I want to see. But I also confront my own, uh, my own confirmation bias as well, which I think is very important. But, you know, people don't do enough reflection on why they have and hold the ideas that they have. And that, you can talk about that from Christianity to, to, to woke, to the woke religion, either way. You, there, I think regardless, it should be encouraged for you to reflect on why you believe so strongly in the things that you do. And I think a lot of times what we'll see, and this is a challenging thing. This is a very challenging thing. This is why I think journaling is one of the most incredible practices because you can get stuff like this out on a page and not feel judged by anyone but yourself. And that's something that I really encourage a lot of people to do. And, and especially in my personal development days, that was a, that was an anchor of our practice, but if you can't confront why you believe what you believe and why you hold the ideologies you do, you, you're limiting yourself. And, and the upsetting thing about that, the thing that people really struggle with is, is very often you're going to find the common denominator within your belief system as being validation. And now when it become, you, you believe in something due to validation or acceptance, you can you, that, that has a shelf life. It doesn't last that long. That validation is kind of a its a losing game. It will go away. And the only way you, for you to maintain that level of validation that you seek is through leveling up your commitment to your ideology. And as you level up your commitment to the ideology, from there, there's only one way to go. And the, at the end of the day, and I've been guilty of this. We've all been guilty of this. I was guilty of this. One of the funniest ways you can see this is with CrossFit. Right back, especially back in the day when people were into CrossFit, it's like, oh, I do CrossFit, I do CrossFit, CrossFit's the best. Da, 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 eat Paleo, like it was this whole thing. It was a fucking religion. It was like a cult, and people called it that. It's what it was. But we live in a nation of cults now, right? What well, used to be like a handful of things, <laughs> like Mormonism and a few others, and CrossFit, right? Now it's it's everything. Every ideology: liberals, Democrats, libertarians, uh, you know, Antifa, <laughs> whatever it is, QAnon. Like it, we, we're a nation of cults. And if you look at the, look at us through that lens, this stuff actually is incredibly logical and it's because I think we lack cultural diversity so much, uh, or, 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 or in denial of it, right? Like that's one of the things I don't like. Uh, I'm actually need to, I need to listen to this, the show with, uh, conversations with Coleman. I have, a, I've subscribed to it. I haven't ever listened to it. Um, but it seems like a really interesting guy, but he made a case for colorblindness, And I saw that pop up and I was like, that's the one I'm going to listen to because I have this idea around colorblindness being a really damaging thing culturally. And the reason I I see that is because when you don't have curiosity and respect for other cultures and other types of um, belief systems, if you're not intrigued by them or, or don't express yourself in that way, I feel like you're limiting your ability to grow and develop as a human being. And not that that's everybody's priority. It's definitely not. We can see that in in what's happening in the world. But I think the colorblindness idea is really tough. And I think and maybe colorblindness is different than culture blindness, but a lot of times cultures do correlate with race. And that's not, of course, there's Outliers and exceptions to that rule all over the place. That's not a hard, fast rule, but it is uh, a trend. And, you know, there's, there's so much in that to, to learn and accept. I mean, just think about the variety of food that we have in, in areas where there is a lot of cultural diversity. Right. I mean, you see that in Texas with with interior Mexican food and Tex-Mex and these different things. If you go to somewhere like San Francisco, you have lots of different um, uh, restaurants and cultures and parts of the city that are identified with different uh, uh, Eastern cultures. Like it's really cool. You know, I can go. I'm here in Denver. I can go to a Tibetan Buddhist um, monastery if I want to. Not a monastery, a, a meditation center. Like that's, that, to me, that's awesome to have access to those things. And, and I think living in, that's why you see cities, people living in cities being so much more liberal, but that doesn't even mean that it needs to be projected on their like small town counterparts um, necessarily. So I think when we get into this, you know, there are reasons there are so much, res- the, the reasons that there's resistance is because people are doing the same thing from opposite ends of the spectrum. So the resistance, even though it may look different, is, is because of the similarities, so the resistance between two comes from these similarities between the way people behave in order to uh, align with their ideology and how they how they choose to express that. It's a really interesting rabbit hole to go down, and I, I feel for you, Anna, because that even just having this, this discussion, this is kind of off the cuff, I didn't write any of this down, is a little bit of a mind bender. But if you want to get into more of the behavior science around this, I really recommend reading Free Will and getting into some of Sam Harris's work on Free Will and listening to some of the debates that he's had on Free Will with other people who don't believe what he's ha- what he has to say. But it's it's a very short book. I think it's like a three-hour audiobook, so it's like a podcast length. Um, really good stuff. And I think understanding, you know, whenever you see tension between ideologies, look at how they're the same as opposed to how they're different, and that will tell you more than anything else, in my opinion. Well, that's it, y'all. That's your clip. That's all you get. There's so much more. All the back catalog of all these episodes, all the Q&As, they're in there for you. It's just a few clicks away. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. All right. Keep your head on straight. I love you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.